Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. He is just moving. He's loving his gunners. He's loving his usual illusions, one and two. He's a good man. We've got him all pumped. Yesterday, we very much went down Nirvana. I'm thinking maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow we can do some Chris Cornell. Um, I would love my Ronnie James Dio. Best album. Best album is one of the Dark Horse albums of all time. I'm often asked what my favourite albums are. And I have to go Appetite for Destruction from Guns N' Roses first. Um, Temple of the Dog. But there's a band called Rainbow. The album's called Rainbow Rising. Ronnie James Dio on vocals, Richie Blackmore on guitar, Cozzy Powell on drums. Just one of the great underrated albums of all time. Google it. Google it. Um, <laughs> Bharat Sundarazan joins us on the programme. Mr Cricket himself, a bit of a, a connoisseur when it comes to all things cricket, joins us out of Australia. Afternoon to you, Bharat. Welcome. Afternoon, and I can't believe you didn't say Rust in Peace by Megadeth. I mean, that has to be the greatest album of all time, all genres included. That is brilliant, Barrett. I was going to ask you, and I don't have to ask you, because you jumped in, (laughs) you read the situation, and you named something. Brilliant. Love it. Uh, No, no, thank you so much for for having me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I might love my cricket, but, uh, yeah, metal music comes first. (laughs) <laughs> hey, okay, so we've got New Zealand taking on India in a, a one-day series. How do you beat the Indians in India? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, India have this indomitable record when it comes to test cricket. Uh, what They've lost just two test matches in the last many, many years. Uh, but when it comes to one-day cricket, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they can blow hot and cold at times. Uh, but yeah, I mean they, they're just coming off this uh, uh, great series win, but also uh, you know the return of Virat Kohli uh, to that scary batting form that uh, we thought will never go away a few years ago. Uh, and, and New Zealand, funnily enough, I mean I was just looking up the stats. It's, it's, India have played what three ODI series in New Zealand uh, in the time between the last time New Zealand went there when I was still living in India. I remember covering the series. Um, and, and now, so I don't know when you, the Black Caps have been all this while, uh, but uh, but the way to beat India is just uh, hit them hard early, uh, and you know, kind of hope that a couple of couple of your players just have a great series. I mean, Tom Latham, I remember, chased on a big total in, in Ross Taylor's company in Mumbai the last time I covered a New Zealand ODI in India. Uh, so they need something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. and to start off the series in that fashion. 
Mm. Virat Kohli, obviously, you know, one of the highest profile cricketers in the world, very much the focal point of this Indian team. Um, you've got to get him under control early. You've got to try and get him back in the pavilion. Is there a weakness with Virat Kohli? Is, is there a way you can exploit him? Um, I mean, for, for the longest time, it was just not to say anything to him, not to get him. Uh, he, he's almost one of those sports persons, right? Like who, who needs to be in that heightened sense, uh, all his senses needs to be heightened to that level where he get, gets into that zone when he just has nothing in his mind but to, but to beat you, to be, get the better of you. Um, and uh, unfortunately, because he's, uh, unfortunately for the opposition teams around the world, because he's had a, a sort of a lull by Virat Kohli standards, especially last year where he averaged what in the twenties, which is you know, it's never uh, been seen before. Um, I think he he just let that get get under his skin and uh, just to get get him riled up, and that's what has seen his return to form of in some sense, like just uh, even uh, one sixty six he made the other other day. Uh, but in terms of cricketing weakness, um, not really. I mean, the one bowler that New Zealand will miss is Tim Saudi, who's had such a great record against Virat Kohli across all formats. Uh, but of course, the Black Caps have rested uh, Saudi. So uh, there goes your one firepower. Uh, but um, yeah, maybe just keep the openers out there so that Virat Kohli doesn't get mm. a bat, maybe. Mm. Noish Saudi, we had a, a three-spin attack in the recent series against Pakistan. Looking like then that will take in Michael Bracewell, um, will take in Mitch Santner. Do the Indians fear spin bowling? Is it effective form of slowing the run rate down when you're playing India in India? Uh, I mean, it really depends on the pitches uh, because you also have to remember India is almost like made up of different countries, you know, in terms of uh, weather conditions and pitch conditions. And uh, Hyderabad historically um, uh, can be low and slow. Uh, but it can also be really good for good for batting. But uh, but the New Zealand spinners in particular, I mean, Ishodi and Mitchell Santner uh, have a very good record uh, playing against India in India. Uh, and like we saw in that series against Pakistan, they did play a big role. Uh, I think it'll, it'll come down to how they are captained as well. Uh, I think, uh, you know, how Tom Latham has now you know, captained New Zealand a few times across formats. But it really depends on uh, what kind of role they're given uh, and uh, whether they're used as attacking options. And, and so he's a huge miss. I mean, he's developed into this uh, all-format bowler in the last couple of years and not having him for that first ODI will, will hurt New Zealand. Uh, but what we've seen, I mean, Santner, uh, you know, he's an IPL star in his own right. And Michael Bracewell has come along really well. So I don't think it's, a, it's, it's an aggressive weapon at times. Uh, but, you know, you also have an Indian middle order who plays spin so well. So uh, you can be uh, up for hiding against nothing. But uh, I, I think it'll come down to what, what Tom Latham wants of them and how he uses them, the field he sets for them. Mm. Now, people might not be that familiar with Mohammed Siraj because we haven't seen a lot of the Indians in recent times. But since the start of 2022, he is the leading wicket taker among bowlers from four member teams. Now, he's taken 33 wickets at an average of 19.87. Tell us a little bit about Siraj and how how do you try and take him out of this match? Uh, no, I mean, um, it's a fascinating story. I mean, he comes from very humble uh, uh, beginnings. Uh, you know, he uh, literally, like, you know, cricket was, was his family's way out in a way of uh, kind of just changing things around for not just him, but everyone else around him. 
Uh, and he's always had like more self-confidence than than the average guy. I mean, back in the day when he was just starting out in domestic cricket, uh, he fortunately had uh, you know Bharat Arun, who then later on became the bowling coach of India as his state coach. Uh, and they kept contact, and he would keep messaging Bharat Arun saying, "Look, I'm good enough. When are you going to pick me for India? When are you going to push my name for India?" Uh, and we uh, saw him really make an impression on that Australia tour two years ago, when, um, when India came here and famously won that Test series and won at the Gabba, uh, where because of so many injuries, Mohammad Siraj just went from debuting in a second te- or the second Test of the series to becoming the senior most bowler in the fourth Test of the series, and that's where he really came into the limelight. Um, he's uh, uh, really developed his white ball skills in the last uh, 18 months or so. He used to be very expensive. Uh, but he's also one of those bowlers, Mark, uh, uh, who just finds ways of taking wickets. Um, so, I mean, it, the one thing teams have done against him, even in the IPL, is to really go after him early on uh, and put the pressure right back on him. I mean, that's the only way out. Because if you don't, he has the knack. He, has, he can seam the ball around. He swings the ball around uh, to get you out in many different ways. Mm. Okay, we talked about how effective New Zealand spin bowlers might be, and you mentioned the fact, well, it will come down on the pitch preparation. This game is being played in Hyderabad. Is there a lot of variation based on the geography of India when it comes to pitches, or are they all a little bit the same? And if that is the case, describe the type of pitches you get in India. Oh, I mean, they're, they're really different, especially in this time of the year. It's February, so you're kind of nearing the end of winter. Uh, and if you know anything about the geography of India, like so even if you compare it to two major cities like Delhi and Mumbai, uh, Delhi would be like three, four degrees right now. Uh, whereas back in Mumbai, where I'm from originally, uh, even if the temperatures touch like 17 or 18 degrees Celsius, we think it's winter. So as a result, uh, the, the pitches also or the conditions, weather conditions have a huge role. The kind of clay, the kind of soil that is used in the north is different to the south. So Hyderabad is in the south. Uh, so uh, you you see a, a more hardness in some of those pitches, uh, and and not every pitch in 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 India turns square. Like you know, a lot of teams go there, uh, just imagining or just assuming that that's going to happen. I mean, you see the three ODI venues for New Zealand this time. Uh, Hyderabad, like I said, will be low and slow, but it will be really good to bat on. Uh, Raipur at this time of the year could could maybe the ball could swing around just because of the weather conditions and the time of the year we are playing these games in. Uh, And Indore is, once again, really, really flat in it. That's closer to the centre of India. So it will still be pretty warm uh, even for this time of the year. So that adds to the whole fascination of cricket itself in India because uh, from one place to another, things change dramatically. Yeah, look, there's incentive here for the Indians to try and win this series 3-0 because if they do it, um, they become the number one one-day side in the world on the rankings. Is, is that a relevant statistic in India? Is that something that the Indians put a lot of pride in? Mark, Indians just want the Indian team to win every match, regardless of what they're playing in. <laughs> Trust me, especially when it comes to cricket. Even if it's a game of book cricket, they want the Indian team to win. And Virat Kohli to make 100 in book cricket. But uh, no, and, and no, no, that number one rank would um, obviously be uh, something that they would want to get leading into that World Cup. I think uh, every team's focus right now is that 50-over World Cup, which is, what, just seven, eight months away. And because it's in India, it's a huge incentive for New Zealand to, whether they win the series or not, just to get used to those conditions, what they will be facing later on in the year. 
Um, and similarly for India, I mean, they don't have to qualify for this World Cup since they're hosting it. Uh, but to, if they can march into that World Cup as the number one ranked in the side, apart from being host uh, and apart from being the first country to ever won a 50-over men's World Cup on home soil back in 2011, it, it just it just you know adds to their confidence. Um, they're missing a couple of key players as well. Uh, but you know, Rohit Sharma, ever since he's become captain. Hasn't really got a long run because he's been hit by injury quite a few times. So this is the road to the World Cup has already begun, and obviously India would want to win this, um, and you know, I mean, set their uh, that journey towards the World Cup trophy on on track. Okay, um, I mean, clearly it's a religion in India cricket in a sporting sense. We know the reputation of Australia. We know the reputation of England. How is New Zealand cricket perceived over there? Are we a bit of the laughing stock? Are we taken seriously? <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. I mean, uh, New Zealand cricketers are uh, much adored in, in India. And, and not to forget that New Zealand has had this uncanny knack of knocking out India in knockout games in, in big events, right? They did it in the 2019 World Cup, 50-over World Cup. Uh, they, they've, they've done it recently as well uh, in the T20 World Cup. They beat India famously in that first-ever World Test Championship final in Southampton a couple of years ago. Uh, so there's one team that um, India, if there is one team that they won't take lightly up outside Australia and England, uh, it is New Zealand because New Zealand have produced those kind of performances uh, in India, against India, historically, uh, and they've always like brought something new. I remember when they famously beat India in the opening uh, game of the World T20 uh, in Nagpur back in 2016, which India was hosting. As Mitchell Santer and Ish Sodhi outspun India on a spinning track. So you never know what to expect from the New Zealand team, which kind of makes New Zealand even more dangerous in some levels. Than in Australia and on in England, mm. uh, and no, no, nobody in India takes New Zealand. Like okay, but no Bolt, no Saudi. First time since two thousand and ten. If you're going to the TAB, right. you're putting your money here, aren't you? You're going to put your money on the Indians <laughs> tonight, aren't you? Surely. Uh, you, I mean, you would want to, but I don't know. Like I said, like it, it, even with those guys, uh, nobody backed New Zealand to even uh, beat India once uh, when they last played there six years ago. Like I said, when I was still around in India. But they did. They chased on the big total uh, on the basis that w- of that one big partnership. So even though you walk into the TAB wanting to put money on India, you might want to just think about it for a while and then still put it on India. Bharat <laughs> Sundarasan, we appreciate you joining us on the program. Fantastic. Wonderful overview. Thank you. No wise at all, and I hope you do play some Megadeth after this month. Yeah, Megadeth. You want Megadeth? We can play Megadeth. We love our Megadeth here. Good man, you're a good man, you're a good man. 17 and a half minutes after three. We'll take a break. When we come back, we do have some audio from Peter Latham. Um, we'll bring, sorry? Tom Latham. What did I say, Peter Latham? What did I say? Oh, Peter Latham, cyclist, track cyclist, Peter Latham. And I said Peter Latham instead of Tom Latham. At uh, that time of the day, lights on, nobody home. 18 minutes after three, we'll take a break.